Epiphany and the Waxing Moon Mother writes, The light of revelation shines forth from your third eye. You own your inner space. Time to make manifest and disturb the air betwixt oneself and t'other. Time to enlighten. Time to shine. Time to make the magic thine. Take a few moments to think about your life. Think about the times when you fail to make a stand, whether it's for yourself or for the other. Times when you walked past the homeless man and hoped they would not call out to you. Times when you threw away a request for charity. Times when you ignored a cry for help when it was inconvenient to you. For each of us, these memories prick at our conscience. Acknowledge it. You're human. And part of our makeup is that of self-preservation. It doesn't make you a bad person. But the fact that you have registered these times in your memory means that they have some emotional content for you. They don't sit well with you, and this is why you can still remember them. I ask you to allow yourself to remember them now, because it's time for you to move the fulcrum along so you can get the balance back. And so you can, and you will, never feel the need to feel this discomfort again. Get this straight, I am not asking you to help everyone, always. That would be destructive to you, and it wouldn't help. But I will guide you into a space where you can reach out willingly, and in a way that will enrich and nourish your life, not diminish it. Now is the time for you to open your mind to the phenomenal power of thought especially when those thoughts are given shape and amplified in the minds of others, as you will have the potential to do when you connect yourself to the source. This is the time to open your mind to other ways of feeling and thinking, philosophy, religion, travel, education, time to open the doors in you and move through into the realm of infinite possibilities. Time to stop blaming yourself for what you could have done and start healing yourself by making things happen for others. These acts are the fuel of magic. To move freely to this stage, it helps to have an epiphany, to crystallize this knowledge and to make it real. Epiphany is the moment of insight, the time when the inner world Dreamtime and the outer world can be seen in the same light. This is the moment when you start to project dreamtime onto the world around you. Your inner reality takes form and substance. You start to shape your surroundings to your needs and desires, and it all comes together. It's like a magic eye picture at the moment you see it emerging from the patterns. It comes to each of us in different ways. Some more dramatic than others. This moment of realisation as to the extraordinary phenomenon that is life came to me a long time ago when I watched life leave a vibrant, healthy body I held in my arms and I couldn't stop from going. I was 20 years old 
and had made my home within a group of merry outsiders. I was a live-in bar attendant in a gay club in one of the shabbiest immigrant areas of London. This wasn't exactly a safe place to live for many reasons, not least of which it was 1983 and the spectre of AIDS had just hit the UK and hung over the country. Gay bashing was at its height. The owner of the club had given me a home when I needed it, and I gave them my love and loyalty. These people became my family. Not only those who gave me a home and a job, but the others who came there to belong as well. Not everyone was gay there, but all who came had their own differences, whether they were political or sexual, religion, size, age or dressing preference. <laughs> all were welcomed, provided you were prepared to enter Dorothy's Kingdom of Oz and you danced to the beat of the disco drum. I loved it there, and I allowed my own idiosyncrasies to take form. I felt at home and I felt safe. Then came the night when I met death. Fights in the street where I lived were not uncommon on a Saturday night. This one was different. It rumbled like a storm and grew more violent as the night went on. Just noise to start with, shouting from outside, and something soggy landed on one of the windows. We ignored it. These usually things abated without fuel. We took little notice. There were two worlds on that street that night, and neither of them was Kansas. I remember seeing the sequins of the drag axe gown sparkling in the light of her cigarette as she waited to come on stage, red lips topped with a bouffant blonde wig. A strange image, yet vividly imprinted on my brain cells. The sounds outside subsided, and the music thumped its way through the night, and I carried on with my work. It got late, and I don't know how I found myself outside when it happened. I'd probably gone out for a cigarette. But I watched the tide of men pour over the solitary boy who had left the club behind me, and they dragged him across the road, leaving him bloodied, half on the road, half on the pavement. I ran across to help him and I knelt by his body. I moved so he could rest his head on my lap. Behind me I could hear shouts as people came out of the club and ran over to where I knelt, stroking the boy's hair. He wasn't moving. The blood had seeped through his, until then, pristine white cap-sleeved t-shirt and turned it black and heavy the texture of a rubber sheet. I felt others standing mutely around me, pull off their own t-shirts and hand them to me. I tried to staunch his wound with the cloth, but as I did, I felt his body convulse and the blood bubble from his mouth. He went still. His blind eyes looked up at me, and I howled out his pain to the waning moon lighting the street that night. Funny, isn't it, what sticks in your memory? I don't remember seeing a moon before or since in that street. A nameless boy died there that night. 
in that dirty street. He couldn't have been more than 18 years old. Just a boy who'd been out for a good time. Just a boy. And now he was dead. Killed by prejudice and fear and ignorance. When the police came and the ambulance had taken his body away, I returned inside. I don't remember the sound of any music. But I felt the bodies around me part and create a path as I walked through the crowd, a parody of a prophet with my bloodied hands held stiff before me, palms held forward in supplication, shouting the words which I couldn't voice, and all the while the savage red of lily sequined dress scintillated in the light of the mirror ball. No Pearl and Dean fanfare for the dead boy, not even a name. The unknown soldier in the war of prejudice and hate. I went upstairs and showered. I let the water burn my skin and my tears mix with the water. So much blood. Too much blood. I cried out of fear for myself, for my friends, and I shivered and I cried because I didn't even know his name and he died in my arms. He was just a boy. It could just as easily have been any of us. I and the others talked about feeling guilty that we'd not gone out sooner, not tried to stop it from happening. It made no sense. I knew in my heart of hearts that there was nothing I could have done then, but I could stand up and fight from now on, and I did, and I still do, and it will never be the easy option. You'll rarely get praise for it, and there are many times when you wish you could just give it up. Doing the right thing doesn't make you popular, but I no longer had a choice after that day. I'd held another human being as life left them, and in that moment I made my choice to fight ignorance and fear and prejudice. There isn't always a clear right answer either. I can only do now what I feel to be right, rather than turning over the magazine page on the horrific images of women damaged in war, or turning my back on the homeless man. This knowledge became the grit in my oyster for me to make something beautiful in this world. Mother now guides me to be true to myself in this and not be swayed by money or fame or kudos. But remind me of that boy's death, his death, in exchange for my epiphany. This knowledge pushes me to remember why it is important to do what you can to make changes happen in this world. We are participants in life, not observers. And I know it could just be as easily have been me who died out in the street that night. Mother held up the mirror to my soul and showed me its true colour. We are all connected, one with the other, and to turn my back on him would be to turn my back on myself. Do you understand? Then, many years later, 
when I had fully connected with the source of magic within me, I truly knew that there is no other way forward but to fight for those who do not have a voice. Now it's your time to make that choice. There may be no one clear epiphany for you, but the knowledge is already within you about what is the right thing to do. You are ready to listen to that which is right from within you and to respond. This is part of the magic which will change your world. Let go of the regrets, the things which you wish you had done and didn't do, and the things which you did do and now regret having done. It is time to learn from the past and make the future a different place for you and for all of us. It is time to stand up for those who do not have a voice or a home. We live on one huge and potentially beautiful world, but with so much darkness and inequality. This is your time to shift the balance and make a difference. Move the fulcrum so the scales can even up. You'll get your chance for redemption if you feel you need it, and you will know what to do this time. You cannot change the past and make it right, but you can change the future, not just for yourself, but for all of us, little by little, step by step. It's time to push your dreams for life out from your inner space, through the dream time, and into the world around you. It's time to express your dreams and make the magic happen with your action for others. And so tonight, just before you go to sleep, enter a trance by counting down from 300 to zero. Find yourself once more at the top of the stone steps. The steps are solid rock, remember, worn by the footsteps of the others who came this way before. You have no burdens. Your way is clear and brightly lit, and you are now familiar with this journey. So keep walking until you reach the end of the steps and find yourself for the last time back in the beautiful, peaceful, natural landscape where you are safe. Feel the peace of this place surrounding you as you look around and allow yourself to take in the whole scene around you. Now find a place to make yourself comfortable and lie down there. Close your eyes and be aware of the light from the sun as it penetrates through your eyelids. Be aware of it just as you are now becoming used to the waking of the light in the morning and spending time in that space between waking and sleeping. 
This is your time and space. Remember this. And as you lie there, I want you to allow yourself to let one image come into your mind. An image you'd ordinarily push away. This is an image of a starving child or a beaten animal. An image which reminds you of all the injustice and darkness in the world. You will no longer turn away. You are strong enough to deal with this now. When this image is in your mind, let one thought come to you. From now on, I will not look away. I will be your voice. Let this thought ring out in your mind. Now take the child or the animal or whatever it is that you saw somewhere safe in this dreamscape where they can heal in peace. And now you'll spend some time alone. Spend time here and allow your inner mind to make the connections you need to make these thoughts of change real to you. From now on, in your morning dream time, you can allow your daydreams space to find their way into the world. Allow your dreams to spill out into reality. Look for ways of making change happen. Listen out for them. Feel them happening around you as you grow towards the source of your own magic. Know the voice of justice. Become the voice of change. And you'll return to the stairs when you're ready and walk up to the top as before. When you return to the top of the stairs, you may open your eyes or you may just drift off to sleep. And after doing this, or now if you wish, write down your thoughts and feelings. Write down the actions too. You are stronger now, stronger than you thought or felt before. And you are now ready to initiate the change and make it real. You are ready to connect with the source. Mother writes, Betwixt and between, now thou art, know ye this, all things on heaven and earth can be for good or ill. We each have a choice. We all have free will. Use it well. Make it count. Evil ignored is evil spread out. And you can do a closure ritual. Open your circle. Light your candle. And you can take a moment to meditate on the flame. 
Allow the regrets you had about things which you wished you had done, could have done, but didn't do, to take form as one thought and float this thought into the flame. You can then close your eyes and forgive yourself for these things and make a promise to yourself that in future you will do what you know to be the right thing. You'll then open your eyes and thank the flame for absorbing your regrets and for giving you light. You'll then extinguish the flame and in doing, close the circle. As the next few weeks progress, you'll find an opportunity to get involved in something which will help other people around you. You may volunteer your time or give money or skills or knowledge, but in this act of giving, you heal yourself. Don't force it. The opportunities will come to you and you'll be ready to accept your connection with those around you. And you will experience an incredible sense of peace when you do this, all the more so when you do not feel the need to feed your ego by telling others. This is about you and your relationship with the source, not about self. It will come and you'll be amazed at how much you gain from these connections. Times when we are feeling this